everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. Chris Meany here with you. Five games on the ice in the NHL. If you're just new to the show, please like, review, rate, subscribe, leave a comment in the YouTube section. Maybe it's uh, a guy that you're just having issues with on your season-long team. You don't know whether you should drop him or not. Maybe you have a question from somebody you want to pick up, or maybe it's just a bets pick tonight your favorite pick your favorite prop all that good stuff leave a comment we will I will at least uh, take a look at the comments before puck drop tonight five games as I mentioned let's bring in my co-host Eric Young rocking a wicked jersey today what do you got there my friend is that Mario Uh, yeah Mario captain of the Wales conference all-star jersey I have a matching Gretzky Gretzky uh Norris and uh Maybe one of my favorite jerseys of all time. It's so good, man. Can we get a? Can you just stand up just a little? Can we get a? Wales, just I want. I need to see this. This is what mid nineties. Oh yeah. Oh baby, look yeah. at that. Not bad. I win. <laughs> you win. So uh, far. You're a big season long guy. You played like a thousand leagues. Yeah. Summer, you say. Who's the yep. guy that you've been just picking up in leagues lately? Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be available everywhere, but someone right now that you really got to go look for is Brandon Saad. Um, I think he was probably owned here and there, but he's not owned in every league. Uh, the McKinnon injury, we don't know what it is. Saad has been shooting the lights out, uh, and, and I think he could be a guy to, to step up and replace him and, and take up some of the, the missed time if McKinnon does miss time. And even if he doesn't, he's playing with Kadri. Kadri is on fire right now. Um, there seems to be a, a real connection between those two brewing. So Spray Saad's a guy that he's not highly, highly owned. Uh, if you're in a competitive league or semi-competitive league, he could be out there somebody to grab. And someone, I mean, right now, maybe turn and flip as Statsny and Lowry from Winnipeg. Look, I mean, Dubois is going to play for the Winnipeg Jets at some point this year, uh, sooner rather than later. He's going to be, you know, the the 1A, 1B center. So one of those two guys is going to lose time, but they've been really good. Lately, I was looking at Yahoo, and I think uh, Adam Lowry is the most added. So maybe you add him and flip him quickly to somebody that is just going to look at stats. You I mean, I, I play in some leagues with people like that. They just, they don't follow hockey. They just look and they're like, Oh, Adam Lowry, he's got four goals and five assists. He must be great. Uh, I mean, Adam Lowry is going to be back on the fourth line when Dubois shows up. So uh, I like Adam Lowry as a player, but that that's somebody that you could, you could pick up and flip right now for somebody that just is looking at numbers. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Lowry, the back of the hockey card, says good things. He's showing up, and he's hit a lot of different categories. You and I play in a salary cap league over on Fantrax. Like, he's a perfect player for that, you know, that type of setting, deeper format, deeper roster spots. But, yeah, at, at some point, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to come in, and then it's it's going to hurt guys like Stastny and Lowry. And as we get to the Jets today, they are in action against the Calgary Flames. They've a little bit of a shuffle in their top six. They're keeping Cop and Ehlers together. Of course, you have to. They got Shifley on that line and Stastny with Connor and Wheeler. So um, a little bit of a shakeup in Winnipeg. Brendan Sod's a good call. He's got four goals over a four-game point streak. Uh, he's got seven points over that span. He's been pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah, Nate McKenna, we don't have any word on him, but he went down last night. Unfortunately, I gave that 
prop shot prop over three and a half is something that I will always give on Nate McKinnon, unless it's juiced up to minus 200 or something like that. And if it ever is, I think you can still get involved in a, in a parlay, but unfortunately he left the game early yesterday. So we didn't get that. If you're looking for more bets picks, we got lots here on the show, uh, but you can head on over to ftnbets.com. Use that promo code Meany or Mayo, whatever. It's all good. Either way, uh, you'll get yourself a discount if you want to get involved in some bets and picks. And I have a season long, Waiver wire ranking article over there as well. Just, you know, Eric, taking a look at the four game stream, seven teams playing four games for the week, two teams only playing twice, the Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So a lot of just ads, who to drop, buy low, sell high. We're getting it all over the place. Before we get to tonight, there is one more player I wanted to bring up with you. Actually, a couple, like touch on the Oilers last night. My goodness, McDavid and Drysaddle, Drysaddle, six assists Uh, and Malkin. Right. This is a big name player that I think some people have some questions for. He doesn't look good. Doesn't look like he's interested at all. He showed up lately. I'm, I'm saying like maybe four points in his past six games. So it's been better for him lately. But that's a player that I don't have any shares of. But if I did in a short season like this where you're playing head to head, I mean, playoffs are going to be here before you know it, Eric, in fantasy hockey, like season long. That's a guy that maybe I would. I short leash, man. I'm giving him a couple more games before I, I would move on from him. Yeah. You definitely got to think about it. Like you said, I mean, <clears throat> for me, the eye test, he just looks unmotivated. Uh, he does not look like the player of old. Uh, he doesn't look interested, you know, or as interested as, as he's been before. I mean, he still has all the skills. He still has the size, you know, the crazy hands, the crazy vision, um, that's that's never going to go away for a player like that. I don't think he's as fast or as, as quick on his feet as he used to be, um, but he still has that size and, and can get things done. But, I mean, the reality is he doesn't look real concerned when, he, when he's playing, um, and I think it's showing up stats-wise. I mean, I, I have him in a league. I have him in our, our keeper league that me and you are in together, and uh, I had to auto-draft that one. I ended up with Crosby and Malkin. I thought – man, if this was like five years ago, like this team would be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. uh, but unfortunately it's 2021. And uh, Maddie said it earlier before we were talking, it looks like he's ready to go back to Russia. Maybe it so, doesn't, yeah, uh, it's, he could be droppable. And I mean, that's a crazy thing to say out loud. This is yeah. recording too, right? <laughs> yeah, we are recording. Can um, confirm we are recording. Yes. Right. Thank you, Maddie. Um, Glad that you're keeping us in check here. So Malkin, what I said in the article was just to hold, don't just drop him. It's tough to just let a player like that go because we know the upside is there. But if you really are looking to move on from him, maybe you hold and you just wait that that big game comes and then you can sell. Like you're just selling right now. Now is not the time to sell. That's just really what I want him to get out there is big name players who have had slow starts like this. It's just, it's not the time. You're not going to get anything you know, the draft capital was pretty high really for Malkin. So you you just don't just cut him. Just don't give him away. Just. Yeah, he still has that name, right? Like yeah. I play in a ton of leagues where guys like they follow one team or, you know, or they're, you know, they watch hockey if they have nothing better to do. And, you know, they play fantasy because they love fantasy sports. Uh, uh, Gary Malkin is, is a tradable player to someone like that. Like there's somebody in your league that has no idea that he's not playing up to par and just know him as a perennial all-star, uh, you know, a heart trophy winner, uh, you know, a guy that kind of has always kind of gathered points and scored at will. So, I mean, they're out there. If you play in a league where people know what's going on, like you said, Chris, like, I mean, he had, this is his value is low right now. You can't get anything for him. So hold him. He's still a Gany Malkin. Like I, I believe he turns it around. I'm going to hold him in that keeper league because there's nobody in that league dumb enough to trade 
something good for him. And there's nothing available in the waiver wire that can replace someone like that. So I'm going to hold on to him. In one of my chats, somebody had wrote, and does anybody want Malkin? And I and I'd initially thought that's probably the first question that the new GM in Pittsburgh will ask the other GMs <laughs> around the league. Yeah. If anybody is interested in acquiring Evgeny Malkin, but speaking of Malkin and the Penguins, and maybe you need to get your buddy, Mario and me to have a pep talk with them. They are in action tonight against the New York Rangers. This is the, the second of two straight between these two teams have actually played each other three times. The Pens have wins in all three of those games. The last time they played was on Saturday. It was a five, four win for the Penguins. Crosby, you mentioned him. He's been fine. He had the overtime winner. He's got four goals and eight points. As I mentioned, Malkin four points on the season. They've all come in his last six games, seven shots on goal in his past three. That second line looks like this now. Malkin, Jason Zucker, and Kasperi Kapanen. Kapanen's been showing up. Zucker finally had a nice game his last time out. I wrote up all three of these guys on Saturday. They hit the score sheet. They just didn't do a whole lot. And we'll get to DK picks in just a little bit. But all three of these guys are certainly cheap. And I don't think anybody is thinking about playing Malkin. If you are playing multiple lineups, like now is the time. Well, everybody seems to be out in this guy. But looking at DraftKings Sportsbook as we bring up um, – you know, this matchup Rangers and Penguins minus one Oh nine Rangers at home minus minus one twelve for the pens Rangers five and three against the spread pens one and eight. So the totals at six and a half, just taking a look at Pittsburgh. They played to the over in six of their eight games so far this season. The only two that they didn't was just against a tight Boston team. That's just solid five and five. We'll get to them in a little bit. Do you have a feel on this game? It's you we were saying before we jumped on all these games today. I mean, almost most yeah. of the year. I mean, the only thing I think I was really sure about was Ottawa playing for the Stanley Cup, and that's <laughs> whew, boys. Oh man, that does not look that does not look like a, a good bat on my. I gotta part. play the Oilers um, a bunch more times yet this season yeah, too. Oh my goodness, yeah, they, David was plus four fifteen for a three point night last night. We hit that over at FTN. I mean, as a more experienced gambler, Chris, do I is this the point where I double down? Do I put forty dollars on them to, to win? <laughs> you might, you might, they might just take them off the board, man. By holy jeez. My, my, I've been talking to my buddy, a guy I play hockey with. We drove back from a roller tournament that we were in last week. And the whole ride back, I'm trying to convince him. I'm saying, like, this is, you know, this is definitely, you know, a possibility. And, like, the whole way back and every game they lose, he sends me a screen capture of the score and be like, probably next game is where they turn it around. So, uh, <laughs> I'm eating crow on both ends. So, but yeah, the, the New York Pittsburgh game, man, I don't – I mean – it's so crazy. I think if Pittsburgh can get a stop, um, uh, I mean, the what did you say? Six and a half is. Yeah, it's high, but man, it kind of just feels like if you're following trends, it does feel yeah. like, you know, this game could hit the over again. The backups were in net last time out. I expected to be Tristan Jari, Igor Shesterkin, who hasn't looked all that great to start the season. No. But uh, there's a couple guys here that. You know, I think this is a sneaky game from a DK standpoint. I, I really do. I'm looking across the board and I, I think that we could get some unders here tonight. And, you know, there's a few more games that we'll touch on, but Montreal, Vancouver, I think a lot of people will maybe, you know, attack that game from a DFS standpoint. Calgary, Winnipeg has some, some potential as well, but Pittsburgh Rangers a game, maybe that may get overlooked, right? When we're looking at some players on, on both sides, like Mika Zibanejad, is this guy going to show up here soon? What's going on? He's got 11 shots in his past three games, three plus and five of six, two points, on the season, you know, I think he's somebody that is on the cusp of breaking out. Like he's too good. And just taking a look yeah. at the last time that these two teams played, looking at the five on five numbers, according to natural stat trick, like Zabinajad was moved all over the place. Like they're trying to get him going. 
He didn't play a whole lot with Panarin in the second half of last season on the power play. There's those two are together, but last game they played four minutes of five on five together. Right. I mean, they played six minutes, started the game with uh, Buchnevich on, on the line and Alexis, Alexi Lafreniere. And then he switched, you know, they, they switched things up and they put Panarin on the line with Zabinajad. So maybe that's just trying to get, Sabinajad going. I would take a shot on him tonight in DK if you're playing multiple lineups. I think maybe just to get a little bit different. I like the Penguins to win the game. Like I said, they've won three straight against the Rangers. Um, New York is just they they got they got some issues on the blue line, some back the back end. They got lots going on um, with with D'Angelo too, which is a bit of a, a surprise that he was placed on waivers. But you know, don't want to get into that too much, but. They got some issues in New York on the back end, and they're not totally um, – the offense is not totally there yet. So, I don't know, man. I'm going to lean Pittsburgh. I'm going to lean Penguins. But I think if you're playing DK, like Zabinijad, and from a season-long standpoint, this is someone I'm interested in acquiring. I, like, two points, Eric. We, we yeah. have this guy. He's going to pick it up. Yeah, I think, like, players like Zabinijad, I mean, you got to think about this, take this part, part of the narrative. And narrative is the thing that – Look, I know a lot of like professional gamblers and people that are really, really good at fantasy. They just follow the number trends and the percentages. And the truth is, is narrative shouldn't come into play. But I think it's a big part of it because these guys are human beings. This is probably like this. This off time is probably the longest the has gone in his entire life without competitive hockey. And some guys, you know, it's just going to take time to ramp up. Some people, uh, you know, came in fresh and, and, and were good right away. You know, some star players. Uh, Malkin, Sabinajad, yeah, a, a bunch of guys. I mean, Nazem Kadri was a guy that looked like, you know, the first couple games, it looks like he forgot how to play. And now he's kind of back to being Nazem Kadri. So that's something to take into consideration. Um, it, it's a weird kind of push and pull with season long where it's like, do I drop these guys because the season's short, I ain't got time to wait. And also, I mean, this is technically training camp just ended for these guys is how I've been looking at it. Like now they're kind of up to game speed. Um, they're, they're still not practicing as much as they would. They had a very shortened training season. So defensive structure, I think we're seeing that for sure uh, in, in a lot of high scoring games. Like I can't remember it ever being like this, this many points being scored in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, no preseason, right? But yeah, just again, back to that five on five. I mean, Crosby, Russ, and Gensel were by far the best line on the ice for either team. They played eleven fifty eight together at you know even strength. They put eighteen pucks towards the net, seven against. Uh, the shots for were twelve four in favor of that line, and and there's a reason why Lafreniere and Zabinajad and Buchnevich got you know split up. They played six. 33 together. They put one puck towards the net, 11 against zero shots for eight shots against zero high dangers chances for four against one scoring chance and seven against. So <laughs> struggling defensively to say the least, uh, shuffle them up, shuffle them up, right? Let's, let's mix them up uh, again. DK, we'll get to the top of the board in a little bit, but if you are playing multiple lineups, I mean, Stuker at three, three is, is really interesting to me as a guy who I'm not crazy about him, but He's shown lately it's been a little bit better for him and Malkin and, and Kapanen's only three, one. So as one offs potentially, I, I'm not saying to get involved with Malkin, but five, six on DraftKings. I don't know, Eric, if I've ever seen him that cheap, but we'll, we'll move on. Actually, there is one more note I have for this game. Keep an eye on Chris Letang. If he can't go, John Marino is a guy that's going to get a lot of ice time. Pierre Oliver, um, Joseph P O J. I like to call him. Both of these guys played 25 plus minutes in Saturday's game when Latang left early. 
Uh, we have uh, John Marino is probably going to get a little bit more power play time, but POJ is also going to get that power play time. He had three assists in that game. He's got four points on the season. So both of these guys, very affordable. If you're looking to punt the defense position, you're in deeper formats. If Latang misses any time, they're already thin on the blue line as it is. These guys are going to get uh, a big jump in usage rate. I got Russ first goal plus 1300. Just taking a shot here. He's playing with Sid. Uh, that's the line that I, I would attack from a shot prop standpoint. I don't know, Maddie, if you've taken a look, but I don't see anything that I really love here. Crosby, two and a half minus 125 is not something I'd like. I, he's not usually a guy I want to get involved with. He's right around that two, three shots. Any given night, this guy could have five or six shots, but he is still of a, a pass first guy. Panarin, pass first guy. Zabinijad is three and a half plus 100. It's a little high for my liking, but as I mentioned, he has 11 shots in his past three games and three plus in five of six. Was there anything, Maddie, that stood out to you in the shot props there for this uh, game? The only thing I'd probably include is Crosby in a parlay, and that's about it. The rest yeah. of it I don't really like. Brian Rust has been super hit or miss for me with shot props. Like you said, Panarin, pass first guy. Um, Adam Fox at two and a half is one that I think I might take a look at because, like you said, the Rangers – they're in shambles on the blue end. Don't want to get into it, like you said. But yeah. I, I have a feeling that the Rangers mantra is going to be just fire the puck as soon as you get it. Because if Tristan Jari starts, then, uh, yeah, you want to get pucks on him real quick. Yeah, no doubt. Fox is great. I, I've not seen it on DraftKings, but you could probably see that maybe on one of your books. That's that's one that I would take for sure. And in other DFS sites, he's fairly cheap. DraftKings is, is on point with his pricing. He's expensive, but... Uh, he's real good. Kreider is a guy I would think about two, two and a half, but I don't think we really need to go there. You know, these are decent options, but um, we'll move on. The next game. Let's talk about your Preds. Why not? Nashville, Tampa. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Packer Rennie started last time. Looked okay. I expect Soros to get the call tonight. I thought that this game would, would go under. I was originally thinking under and the five on five numbers between the two teams. It was tight. There were a lot of power play goals scored in this game Four. it was um, a four, three win for the bolts on Saturday. As I mentioned, Rene, man, he just, it's too bad what's happened to him over the past couple of years. It just, uh, it just doesn't look like he has it anymore. Yeah. Um, Bounce back for the Preds. Eh. I mean, they, they played them pretty tight. You mean like, I think on paper, I mean, on paper, uh, there's not many teams that can even stack up or look like they can compete with, with Tampa. And that's without Kucherov. They're still unbelievable. Like so deep. They got guys that can score on every line. Um, you know, Vasilevsky is probably the best goalie, if not top three for sure. And he's played um, every game. Is he going to get a rest? I, yeah, I don't, I mean, we, we talked about, I think that this during the first show is I expected a lot of the starters to play several of the games uh, and it was kind of like a, a, a chicken match between coaches, like who's going to start their, their backup first because of the shortened season. You know, you can't, you can't afford to lose games, you, you know, and you, you can't afford to lose two or three games in a row, put you so far behind. And with a lot of these games being worth four points, it's going to be hard to dig your way out. You mean like the standings are not, are going to be kind of as is all year. I think the end of this year is going to be really, really interesting because of the shortened season and everyone trying to stay competitive and knowing that like, you just got to stay within range uh, and then kind of, you know, push the pedal at the end of the year, uh, maybe except for the Ottawa senators. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe that the Preds can, can bounce back here. I mean, they played them really tight. It's a one goal difference in that game. Uh, I don't know about a five and a half over there. Like I, I think it's probably lower. I, I think I'd go under there, but, but uh, yeah. I mean, the Preds could definitely pull off a win here. 
Yeah, the Lightning are minus 175 favorites tonight, um, plus 145, you know, if you're into Nashville. I think under is the play. Now, if Fasileski isn't starting and for whatever reason Rene is in net again, I don't really think that he will be. And I'm looking ahead at Tampa Bay's schedule here. They got Detroit twice this week, so that could be, um, you know, an off night for Vasilevsky. Maybe he'll sit in, in one of those games. Uh, I, I'm going to leave with the under. I, I think the Bolts win. I, I think they're, that they're – they're the better team, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's going to be tight. And again, looking at the five and five numbers, I was just watching that game and there wasn't a lot there. So I think the initial feeling that I had with the under was, was the correct call, but until Rene got in, when, as soon as he was named starter, I just immediately, I like, it's a bit of a pushback for me. I just don't want a piece of it, but uh, there are a couple props that I like in here. Uh, Braden point, two and a half shots. He's been over two and a half in five of his six games. He's minus 125. He's just getting a lot of ice time. He's shooting the puck a ton. It's much like McKinnon. Like he's so fast from end to end that one or two of his shots per game is usually just on the rush, right? And you see that from McKinnon a lot. He can take it end to end. He'll, he'll cruise into the opposing zone and he'll fire a puck on net. And that's, like, that's one shot that you're, you're banking on already. And then they get some power play time and he's good to go. I would rather point at minus 125 over two and a half, then Stamkos over two and a half, minus 161. That's juiced up a little high. I still like it. If it gets up to minus 170, 175, it's something that I'd probably stay away from or put it into a parlay. But he's been over two and a half in four of his six games. I just have a little bit more confidence in uh, Braden Point. But I do like Stamkos overall. I would take a shot on him first goal, plus 900, nine to one. I think that's pretty decent odds for him. Uh, anything else in this game before we move on? Oh, I think we can move on. Yeah, you want to move on? You know, Pekka Randy's not going to get the start, eh? That's it. No more starts for him. Wow. All right. <laughs> we'll see him again. This one's interesting. Boston, Washington. Boston, Washington. We got the Caps. Home dogs tonight. Plus 118. Boston minus 137. The Caps are 8-1 and one against the spread. Boston 2-6. and six. The total here, 5 and a half. We had the return of David Pasternak in the last game and the return of Alexander Ovechkin in the last game, and he scored the overtime winner. He had a goal, two points, three shots, five hits, looking like the OV stat line that we love so much. But Boston really just dominated this game. Again, five-on-five five numbers. This Bergeron-Pasternak and Marshawn line, I know I'm not telling you, I'm not breaking any news with either of you guys. Maddie knows, you know, a lot of our viewers, listeners probably know this as well. This line is crazy good. They played 11-52 together, 5-5 five five against the Caps on Saturday. 17 shot attempts, 8 against, 10 scoring chances, 5 high danger chances. Even the Krejci-Ritchie line was dominant 5-5 five five as well. Pasternak played 20 minutes in the game. He had 5 shots, 1 assist. His shot prop tonight is 3.5. This is something I will always take. He averaged 4 shots per game last season. He's a volume shooter. He loves to shoot the puck. And like I said, that line five on five, they just dominate when they get on there and, and they have one of the game's best power plays. And Richie's been on that power play. I like him on DraftKings. I think he's a borderline pickup in season long leagues. He's stuck on that first unit with the return of Pasternak. He's kind of a trigger man on there. He's scoring lately. He's what he's doing is not sustainable, Eric. Like the shooting percentage is high. Um, he can help you out in banger leagues. He, he does a little bit of that as well. But, you know, he's been a guy that has played with high talented players before in the past and he's hit double digit goals before in the past as well. It's not a guy that I think is going to get 20, 25 goals this year, but I think already on his way to 10 to 15 and he's going to get an opportunity with those big boys in the power play. Why not take a look at him? But 
I thought originally Washington potentially at home for home dogs here, but they're still thin. I don't know if Kuznetsov's going to return. If Kuznetsov returns, I'm sure the line will change and then I can get behind Washington a little bit. But that second line with Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, and Richard Panic, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, look, you said, like, the Ovechkin, it's good to see him back and that he hasn't missed a step. He's still doing it, still throwing the body around, still repping the puck. Um, but until Kuznetsov comes back, I mean, he's kind of, to me, he's the linchpin, right? Like, he kind of solidifies that lineup into what we think the Washington Capitals can be. And with, you know, with panic playing in that position, yeah, I'm just, I'm not a believer at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm still looking for news right now. There's nothing we're recording earlier on Monday, so just just keep an eye on things there. I, I just like the Bruins, and, you know, they've just been so tight. Uh, they've been playing in the under. Five of eight been in the under, but they got points in every game but one this season. I know they lost that game, but I think it was just bad luck. I, I really thought that they played a strong game. We'll probably see Tuka Rask back between the pipes. So I lean Boston um, right there, too, but – you know, I wouldn't hate anybody if they wanted to take a shot on on Washington being home dogs. This, the Bruins pick is not my favorite, but I really like Pasternak over three and a half and plus 800 for the first goal. Um, next up, let's take a look at the Canadians. We got Vancouver and Montreal here on the board tonight. Bell Center. Maddie, look at that board. My goodness. The cut banners up I, at the top. I wanted to like... troll you so badly and just <laughs> put a picture of Carlton the Bear or something behind it. Came so close. I'm so glad you got all those cup banners up top. The Bell Center looks like it's rocking. Uh, the Habs six and two against the spread. Vancouver six and five minus one sixty two. Uh, heavy favorites here tonight. Puck uh, the totals at six. Vancouver's played a little bit better lately. Uh, Demko especially Eric. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it did take long for him to take Braden Holpe's job. I'd at least, you know, I think he has the starting net for now. I would expect him to start tonight, but this is first of two straight between these two teams. By the way, the Penguins will also play tomorrow, not against the Rangers, but the Habs in Vancouver, the Canucks will play tonight and they'll play tomorrow. Demko, three straight starts, one goal allowed. He stopped a hundred of the last 103 shots he's faced, but again, he played the Sens in there uh, twice. What do you make of this matchup tonight between these two teams? I expect Price to be back in the net for the Habs. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's hard for me, and I know this will make you happy, it's hard for me to, to pick against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, but Vancouver, it, it seems like they're starting to get right. Uh, I think Patterson is starting to find his stride. We were talking earlier saying, you know, no one's hit the post more than him. He, he's going to become, you know, Elias Patterson at some point. I, I think this is, the you know, the start of his resurgence for sure. I mean, if you're in season long going after him in a trade, I think would be a really good idea. Uh, if you could get him away from somebody for someone of, you know, equal or lesser value. Um, but with that game, uh, I, I, I mean, I think Montreal wins it. Um, what was the over under six, six. which is, which is tempting because these teams played each other three times last week. Yeah. Montreal scored 17 goals in three games and both teams combined for 28 goals. Like there were a, there was a lot of offense. Demko, I believe, only played one of those. Yeah, those that's what. Games. That's the difference. I think Demko is, is hot right now. So I think I think I mean my gut is telling me to go under. Uh, okay. I, mean, I just I think with with the goaltending Montreal side and Demko, you know, on this kind of like really good streak, stopping a bunch of rubber right now, they're going to play him. I believe that, and uh, I would go under there. Yeah, I can get behind the under too. Um, you know. I, I was on the flames on Saturday. I thought it was only a matter of time, but really it was Markstrom who was the difference in that game. 
he, <laughs> the Habs had 50 scoring chances. That's not false. That was 50. And he had 22 high danger chances. Markstrom, he played really good. Um, I He's think everything this, that they've been looking for, right? Like, yeah. you know, like they, they, they nailed it for sure. I don't, you know what I mean? I think in the end, they're going to might re- regret that contract, but right now they're, they're patting themselves on the back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a strong goalie. I like the Flames. I love their defense. I think they could, they probably have the best defense in in the North. Like it's, it's very strong, but uh, we'll get to that game in a little bit. I do like the Habs to, to bounce back and get a W. Keep an eye on Josh Anderson. If he doesn't play, I think Tyler Toffoli jumps on, up on that second line. He's already playing with Suzuki and Duran, and they're together on the power play, so it really correlates well. It's tough to find a Habs line. In my opinion, it's tough to – it's like the Blues, right? They roll four lines. It's really tough to go in on a team yep. and figure out which you know players – is it going to be the Cock and Emmy line with Toffoli? Is it going to be Suzuki and Anderson and Duran? Is it going to be Tatar Gallagher? But and, and none of them – they don't all correlate together on the power play. But if Anderson is out, then Toffoli is on that line and they're on the first power play unit. That that would be the line I would tack. And on the Vancouver side, I like that Pedersen call by you. He's starting to show up a little bit lately. He's been better. He's playing with the two guys that I want him to play with and Brock Besser and JT Miller, Quinn Hughes. I, You know what? I'm talking myself into the over here. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it. What we saw last week with those three games, it was just high tempo. The Canucks have allowed so much rubber five on five chances, scoring chances. It's, you know, among the leaders in every single category. So I like shot props here. I I'm looking for it to fully on DraftKings. I'm not seeing it could pop up a little bit later. I would take the over two and a half. That's the only half that I would get involved with maybe Gallagher at three and a half, but it's a little high, but I like Brock Besser two and a half here on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's got, he had seven shots in his last game, 13 in his past three He's the shooter on the power play. It's Pedersen and Quinn Hughes looking for Besser, looking for Bo Horvat. Those are the shooters on the, you know, on the power play. And those are the shooters on the line. JT Miller is a bit of a pass first guy too, but Pedersen two and a half is plus money. One thirty, three plus shots in three of his past four games. Mentioned him hitting the bar uh, a ton. First goal, Nick Suzuki plus 17 or 17 to one. Rather. Uh, I like that one as a bit of a long shot. Matt, do you have a feel on this game? Oh, this is the tough one for me because I want to go against you every single time because it's just fun for me. But the news is that Price is confirmed as the starter. I don't know if I like any part of this over-under here, but I do really like your Toffoli call if he does pop up there. I'm a big fan of the Besser one. If I'm doing shot prop parlays, I'm going to throw Toffoli in there instead of Besser. Um, But I think I'm just going to take the Canadians on the money line straight up. Yeah, why not? Just Just play it safe. Just play it safe until they have a bad game. But the Canucks ha- are starting to slowly turn the corner. But, Eric, I just I just don't think that they have the personnel in the back end, right? It's just I love Quinn Hughes. I don't want to take, a, you know, shots on his defensive game. But, you know, he's still growing as a player. Nate Smith is fine. Tyler Myers, these guys are fine. But there's still just so many holes, and it's really just showing up. All the numbers just point to the Canadians having a lot of success again, five on five. One more game to get to Calgary and Winnipeg. We, um, we got the win from, from Calgary in the last game. Well, I say we, we're not part of the flames at all, but um, they looked good. They looked better. Uh, they had the closed door meeting. You're you're, you buy into the narratives athlete yourself. Anytime a team has that closed door meeting, you know, I think it's, you need to just keep an eye on them, right? They, they were oh, struggling sure. out of the gate, but they're, they're a team that is, they're much better than what they've shown us so far this season, I think. Yeah, it's a wake-up call. You mean, like, you know, as an NHL player and, uh, you know, a person that's 
you know, training in the off season and it's, it's kind of groundhog day and, you know, you're playing and, you know, you're giving effort and, you're, you know, your, your players around you are, are, are playing, you know, you're playing games that right now you're playing so many games close to close back to back. And in, in this short and condensed season, like it could get away from you really quick. I believe that. So, you know, having a closed door meeting, just the players in there and they're just saying like, you know, we're better than this. It could be a wake up call. And I think we, we saw that already. Um, that's not something that will stay with them for the whole season, but I think uh, the flames are better than they've shown. Uh, I, I still had them out of the playoffs, which I think I'm going to probably regret. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's part of the narrative is that. So this, this is another game that's really hard to pick, man. It's, it's so, it's so even. I know this is, this is one, honestly, I will probably stay away from my gut says uh, flames and the under, I just think Markstrom is a, is a really good goalie. And maybe that was yeah. just it, right. He had the, the night off the first time that they played the Habs, it was Dave Riddick. And then they went back to him and he had the shout out. As I mentioned, he was phenomenal in that game. Johnny Gujar has a point in every single game. He's not a volume shooter. So I don't really love the, the shot prop on him. The guys that I do like here, I mean, Connor's three and a half plus 135. I know that seems a little bit high, but I like the the adjustments here with the lines. Man, if I could find Andrew Kopp anywhere, this is the guy for me. When I asked you, like, who's the guy that you're picking up everywhere? I know we talked a lot about him. I think in every I say it, but I already have him in most places. Right. <laughs> right. But he's still available in leagues. And oh, he yeah. was all over the ice the last time, man. He's blocking shots. He's on the PKs on the power play, he's putting pucks on net. And now he's playing with Shifley, who I believe is a pass first guy in Ehlers. So those are the two, that's the line that I really like, but on that second line, Stastny um, and um, Wheeler pass first guy, give it over to Connor with the shots and with Ehlers and cop, like those are the three I'm interested in from the Winnipeg side of things, but I don't think we can ignore Johnny Goudreau. I'm not saying to take the shot prop over two and a half minus 155 is, is not going to cut it for me. I don't actually like it a lot. I'm not seeing Matthew Kachuk here. That's one that I usually can get behind. Matthew Kachuk loves to shoot the puck. That may surface on DraftKings a little bit later on. Uh, just check your book. You could see Matthew Kachuk two and a half, but I'm going to side with the flames here. I think the flames are, are more sound. I think defensively they're better. And I think they, you know, nothing on Hellebuck, but I think they have the better goalie. I just think that they, I think overall, they're just a better hockey team. But this is a tough one, man. Calgary and Winnipeg is, it's basically a coin flip. And Vegas is telling us that, you know, minus 103 for Winnipeg, minus 114 for, for Calgary. Both of these teams solid against the spread. Six and two for the Jets, five and two for the Flames. Total at six. I'm going to lean with with Calgary. You got you to gotta pick, Eric. Calgary, Winnipeg. Well, um, I'm going to go the other way because I like okay. Andrew Kopp and, and Ehlers. Mm. Uh, to me, I test Connor looks like he might be one of the you know top 15 players in the league right now. He's skating unbelievably, um, just looks super motivated. You know, it looks like this could be a real breakout season for him. So I'm going to go with him. And I'm not. It's hard for me to ever bet against Hellebuck. Yeah, it is tough. First goals. Let's give a first goal in here because really with both of these goalies, we could see um, some offense. We're definitely going to see one. I mean, Connor 10 to one is, ugh, that's real nice for me. That's my pick. How about cop at 22 to 22, 22 to one. Right. I mean, especially because he's playing Good long great. shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
good long shot. I mean, this guy's puts putting pucks on net like every single game. He has like five or those six numbers will catch up eventually, right? But these are you know you listen to shows like this and and you pay attention to things. You know people that that are in the know like his you know his betting odds and stuff like that haven't caught up to the player that he is right now. So you know that's hammer him as much as you can. Yeah, 22 to 1 like that one, like Russ at 13 to 1. I just going to keep things simple with some of the other games. You know, Suzuki 17 to 1, I mentioned first goal. Like these are tough to hit guys. I wouldn't be putting full units on. I mean, you can. You're a high roller. I'm all about that. But I mean, maybe 0.25 and it'll just it'll set up your week hopefully get your get yourself a bit of a bankroll, but I would take Pasternak at 8 to 1 for first goal, just as I mentioned, just a volume shooter there. And then Stamkos nine to one, I like as well. Let's hit over to DraftKings and just see where um, maybe the goals are going to come from here, Eric, tonight. I'll give you um, the top centers on the board and, and tell me who you like the most. we got Patrice Bergeron at seven, eight, Mark Scheifele, seven, two, Braden Point, seven, Crosby, six, nine, Mika Zabinajad, six, five, really dropping in price. Pedersen, six, two, Bo. Horvat 6-1, Backstrom 5-8, Malkin 5-6, and Sean Monahan 5-5. I'm going, uh, I think it's a Benajad. I'm going with the flow master. He, uh, he's going, it's going to happen for him. He's too good of a player. Uh, the Pittsburgh goaltending has been, I mean, really, really not good. Uh, I think Jari's definitely the guy there, but I mean, it's it's not it's not been good. And if them losing Chris Letang, if he doesn't play, yeah, I mean, Zibanejad, I think, is the guy. He's he's on the ice. He's playing at the power play. I think they put him back with Panarin again. Um, so yeah, that's the guy I'm going. Yeah, I like that call. I get behind that one. Um, I was thinking Bergeron. If you're gonna spend up, I would I would go there. But I I like Shifley. I like that top line as I mentioned quite a bit. But Zabinajad is the it's the perfect tournament play. Nobody's really on him. He hasn't done a whole lot. He only has the two points. I make a I could make a better case for him as opposed to Malkin. He's showing me a little bit more than than Malkin at least. Uh, I like this next range. Lindholm, Suzuki, TJ Oshie, Kuznetsov, keep an eye on him, Stastny, Sorelli, Krejci, Duchesne, Lowry, and Ryan Strom. Uh, for me, you know, I, I think we could get involved with, you know, Suzuki up at the top. If Anderson doesn't play, you can mix him up with Toffoli there. We'll get to wingers in a little bit. But Krejci, Krejci is, is interesting to me with Nick Ritchie. Ritchie is super cheap as well. Um, th- these guys are playing five on five together. Nick Ritchie is three, five on DK. Like that power play. Caps, a little thin. Keep an eye on Orlov. Keep an eye on Kuznetsov. Keep an eye on just all these guys who don't know if they're going to come in and out of the lineup. Justin Schultz is is day to day. He's questionable to play here too. So the Caps could be pretty thin on the blue line, and they're not overly strong in goal, in my opinion. Uh, is there anyone else that I didn't mention in that range that potentially you like? I like those guys. I like you like, right? is such a uh, a sneaky good player. Like he's just so steady uh, at that price. Uh, Duchesne is somebody. I mean, look at it. I'm the Preds guy. Whatever. Blah blah blah. But like, look. I mean, uh, I've watched every one of their games. Um, I don't think he's. You know, he doesn't have a ton of points and stuff to back this up. But he's been one of their best forwards. I mean, a really crafty player. Um, he's going to get going for sure at that at that price. I, I like him too. And Suzuki. I mean, look. I've got him in almost every one of my teams season long uh i've reached for him um this guy is he's a star i mean we saw it in the playoffs last year and i believed that that was not uh, a fluke I, I believe that this is the guy and he's proven me right so far this year he's he's just when he's on the ice man you know it yeah you know what the more i think about this slate 
and I went back and I was thinking under. I, I can't do it, guys. I'm, I'm recap the picks at the end, but Montreal-Vancouver is a game to me that I just feel like is this going to be the same? There's going to be goals, right? Like Nashville-Tampa, I feel tight. We, Calgary-Winnipeg could be tight with those two goalies. Uh, Pittsburgh-New York and Montreal-Vancouver, like those are the games I think that we should attack. So Patterson 6-2, Suzuki point in every game but 1-5-3. Get involved with those wingers. Uh, there's still some value um, over there. As we move over, we'll look at the top of the board here for, for wingers, and we'll get into some of the value. But Stamco 7-9, Pasternak 7-8, Marshan 7-7, Ovechkin 7-5, Connor 7-K, Blake Wheeler 6-7. Uh, yeah, I mean, a top of the board is is pretty strong. Pasternak and Marshan stand out to me, but there's value here, Eric, a little bit li- later down the board. Up at the top, where are you going? Where's the goals going to come from tonight? I mean, they look unbelievable. Like you said, I mean, we're not saying anything new. I mean, they're called the perfection line for a reason. Pasternak, I mean, the fact that he's playing wing, just coming back and played 20 minutes. I mean, and he shoots the puck a ton. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's my guy. Yeah, I think it just makes a lot of sense to spend up for those two up at the top of the board. But as I mentioned, when we get through here, some of the other value, we got Russ to Foley. Again, strong. If Anderson doesn't play, Brock Besser, absolutely strong, 5'8". Uh, Gallagher, Goudreau, Goudreau point in every game, Cop 5'5", five, five, into him. Uh, Miller, into him, 5'4". Buchnevich, not so much. Forsberg, not into him. And Andre Palat, not interested at all. So, again, I think we get involved with Pittsburgh and New York. And I think we get involved with Montreal and Vancouver. That's where I believe the offense is going to come from. Cop, I think his price is still fine, 5'5". Five, five. Brock Besser, I think he's underpriced at 5'8". JT Miller, 5'4", underpriced. So this is where I'm looking for the offense. And, you know, if you're looking down for a little bit of value, you know, it could be had with just that second line in Pittsburgh as one-offs, like Kapanen, Richie in Boston, Zuck. Zucker in, in um, Pittsburgh. These are guys that I think are just a little bit underpriced, still playing in a top six role, still getting some power play time. Uh, there's value uh, with both of those guys over at the defense position. And I'll get Matt's thoughts here at the end to see who he's feeling on DK. So get prepared, Matty. Hedman, Carlson, Petrie, Fox, like the Fox call earlier. I think he's a little bit cheaper on some other sites. Quinn Hughes is a guy that I just keep playing. Why not? 5'8", he's underpriced. Yossi, 5'7", Weber, 5'6", Giordano, 5'4". Um, top of the board for me, if you can get involved with Fox, but it's just Quinn Hughes, Eric. Like, why not? Yep. Why not Quinn Hughes? Every single night, this guy seems to be hitting the score sheet. He's not shooting the puck a ton. He doesn't really block any shots, but that's not really what you're after. I mean, he's got 11 points and 11 games, Eric. Yeah, I mean, at that price, it's. I feel like that it should be almost automatic. Yeah, and it's been automatic for me because you're getting both sides of it with the Canucks. Like yep. they're allowing a lot of offense, they have to push the pace and keep keep up offensively as well and and score some points. Latang, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, guys, we got um, John Marino at two five. John Marino at 2-5, who played 26 points in his last game. Yeah, Yeah, he's got – he only has the one point. It came in his last game against the Rangers, but he had three shots, three blocks, played 26 minutes, 23, 25, 21, 22, 26. This guy's played north of 20 minutes in every game but the first game on the season. So there is some value there at the defense position. Um, And then another guy I wanted to bring up here. Rasmus Anderson, who's just trending up for the Flames. He's 4-8 on DraftKings, getting power play time as well. He blocked five shots the last time out. 
he's just a guy that I've noticed is really, really starting to trend up, Eric. He's a great puck mover. He's he's a great skater, getting that power play time, as I mentioned. He's got the five points, two goals on the season. Uh, not afraid to shoot the puck either. So at four, four, eight, like I'd rather spend down four, eight, than go Giordano five, four. Maddie, who do you like tonight on DK? Uh, give me Matt Duchesne tonight. I, I think a lot of people will just look at his hockey card stats and think, oh, he's not playing well. But as EY said, he's been buzzing. I am one of the only people I think that's trying to break up that top Jofa line. Uh, throw Duchesne up there. Give Duchesne some time with Philip Forsberg, who is carrying this Predators team right now. The Preds have a lot of problems. They have no net front presence. They puck watch all the time. Uh, get a guy like Duchesne playing with Forsberg. Let the fans see that Duchesne can kind of play up to his contract there. Uh, over on the defensive side of things, I like Romanoff at $4,300. I want a taste of this Montreal-Vancouver game. I also don't mind taking Nate Schmidt at 39 That one doesn't bother me whatsoever. Uh, I think there's a lot of cheap plays to squeeze in the top guys today. Patrice Bergeron, I don't mind taking as my number one center. Uh, Zabinajad, I'm a big fan of that call too. And if you want to pivot off those guys, I really, really like Bo Horvat. Yeah, Bo Hor- he's a great pivot. Absolutely. And Hoaglander has been showing up lately too. And that's a, you know, Pearson, I believe on that second line, that's a, that's a line if you want to get a little bit different, because I think a lot of people will flock to the Pedersen line. Absolutely. And that's going to be a chalky game on trial Vancouver, but I do think, you know, just get involved with some plays there and, and Horvat on that first unit. So it, it correlates well, if you still want to get involved with some of the big boys. Yeah. But John Marino at two, five, regardless of if Latang plays is, it's certainly interesting to me if you want to just spend down at the goalie position, Eric, we don't have many goalies confirmed. We do know that price is going to get the star Vasilevsky. I mean, McElhaney is eight, two. I'm not going to get up there. I tend to try to spend down. I mean, Mark's from the other day was seven, two Gibson has come down to earth a little bit, but he's been cheap as a goalie. That's returned profit. Um, I'm looking, you know, price eight, two, Hellebuck, 7-9. Markstrom, 7-8. Rask, 7-7. I believe he's going to get the start. Vanasek, 7-6. Uh, Man, this is tough. This is tough for, ah. for goaltending tonight. I think we either get involved with... Man, I can't do it. I can't even suggest Jari to people. It's just not <clears throat> one that I'm interested in. Like Rask, messy. Rask, Veseleski, if you can get there. I know you guys may not agree. Or you want to go against the grain... I mean, UC Saros 7-2. Would you do UC Saros 7-2 against the Bolts? Is that too crazy for you, Eric? Just did it. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said about a goalie 7-2 who may get that save bonus on DK, 35 saves. I mean, he's had 20-plus DK points in three of his five starts. And the two that he didn't, he absolutely ruined everything for you, minus 7 and 2.8. But at that price point, 7-2, I think he's the better goalie of the two, right? We, we know that. And... You know, this Tampa team, yeah, they can score some goals, but, you know, they're still not as potent without Kucherov there. Still missing a couple guys. That game was nasty, by the way. That Tampa, yeah. that, that first one was real nasty. Is some, some fights dropping the gloves. I think Soros is interesting in tournaments, but Vasilevsky is probably the safer play. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I think he's the safer play, but, I mean, you know, like if, if you're paying up in your roster and, you I mean, you got to – you know, you got to get a goalie to fit in there to have some some cash left over for your utility player at the end. I mean, I, I literally just did my DK uh, a lineup when I put Saros in, so uh, I I'm a believer. 
You're a believer. Okay. Uh, I think it's okay to go back to Marks from 7-8. I think that's fine, even though, you know, we're talking up cop and stuff like that. I think Marks from 7-8, really good, really good goalie, guys. Uh, I, what he did last game on Saturday against the Habs was not a fluke. So Marks from is interesting. But for me, I think you're right, Maddie. Uh, Vancouver and Montreal is a game that, you know, people should get involved with. And then that top line in Boston, just so dominant. Recap the picks. You got something for us? Records? I do. We're making history. You went three for three. You did it. Oh, you nailed crap. it. Uh, three the three, three, the three you hit. You called the Strom over one and a half. Uh, Columbus money line. Columbus and Blackhawks under. That brings your record to twenty-two and thirty-five. You're above five hundred. Here we go. Twenty-two and thirty-five. Twenty-two out of thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, out of thirty-five. Okay. I was like, man, I'm getting 35 picks wrong already. No, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, so we'll recap here. I like the Penguins and the over. I like Boston. I like Tampa. I like Montreal. And I like Calgary. But, you know, we'll narrow it down. I can even give all these picks. Like Pittsburgh and the over is one I'll lock in right now. Pittsburgh and the over, Montreal. And I'm sorry, guys. Got to go against your Preds tonight. Uh, Tampa. I wouldn't take them just straight up one pick. You got to get them involved in the money line. It's too juiced up there. Um, let's add one more. Why not? Feeling risky today. Flames. Flames get it done. These are the shot props, though, guys. It's really been working out for us. Hopefully, you can do this. Uh, parlay them. I would suggest parlaying them. Maybe just two. You can get four if you want. Point over two and a half minus 125. Pasternak over three and a half minus 155. Get on that early if you can. I think it's going to get up to minus 175. I'd go as high as that. Brock Besser, two and a half minus 118. Connor, three and a half plus 135. The first goals we gave out a little bit earlier. Suzuki, Pasternak, Stamkos, Cop. I like Cop as a long shot there, 22 to one. And Suzuki, as I mentioned, 17 to one. Any final words, Eric, from you? Oh, it's uh, it's cool to be doing the show again. This is a good set, you know, kind of set me for the week. Uh, sometimes I miss on all my 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 gambling uh, picks, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I love to to talk about this stuff and and read into it and chat hockey with you boys. So this is a it's it's a it's a cathartic process for me to have this on Monday. If you don't already follow Eric, you should be. What are you doing with yourself? At the Eric Young, and he will answer any hockey question that you have. And trust me, he watches all of the games. An absolute oh. hockey psycho. Uh, Maddie, you've been red hot. Do you have uh, some winners for us tonight? Um, let me give it a quick look-see. I do like the uh, the lightning on the money line. I almost said Predators. That would have been funny. Um, my my base parlay right now is the lightning and Canadians as my just core, and then I'm going to follow suit, and I think my next tier, I'll go with the Flames, and then if I'm feeling cute, I'll put the Penguins on for the next one. I don't like that Bruins and Capitals game as much as you guys do. The only thing I want out of that is maybe the puck line for Washington, and that's it. Yeah. You know, if Kuznetsov comes back, guys, I, you know, that's enough for me to get off the Bruins. Honestly, he's <laughs> when you're playing TJ Oshie, who's not a natural center as your second line center and panic, you know, on the, on the second line. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some issues there. I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of saying that lightly, right? Like Richard panic no. should not be on the second line with Ovechkin. It's just, it's, that's not how things should work out. So keeping on the whole Washington situation, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Will Schultz play? Will Latang play? Will Kuznetsov play? Who's going to be in net? Is Samson off back? Keep an eye on all of that stuff. Um, thanks so much guys for hanging out. 
Check out FTN Bets, FTN Daily, FTNFantasy.com. Use the promo code Mayo, Meanie, whatever works for you. Subscribe to this show. Rate, re- rate, review, subscribe. If it's on iTunes, continue to give your email. You never know when Mayo is going to give away 100 bucks. Please, as he says, smash that like button on this video. Enjoy the hockey tonight. The guys will be back on Tuesday. I will see you on Wednesday. Cheers. We'll <laughs>